think about this wine with eggs all in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my, my reasoning behind this uh, is like there's like some funk here. Uh, this wine's got like a little bit of funk, a little bit of earth, a little bit of kind of some savory qualities, some sort of dissonance, which is really nice. Um, you know, I think that, uh, I, I, I wrote that nice jazz, uh, (laughs) like in my, in my, in my tasting (laughs) note where it's like, yeah, getting sort of all the influences here, but it's like kind of this, like, yeah, this, it's really funny because it's, I feel like, um, the start and end of the album both have like kind of vampy sections to them. And then this is kind of like in the middle with like a little vampy section. Yeah. So I feel like it's like it's a, it's a palate cleanser. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so we call it. Yeah. I remember. Uh, so I we remember. use wine terms making a record. Yeah. Like, this is the palate this cleanser. This is the track. palate cleanser. Totally. This is the intermezzo. Yeah. yeah it's like we were here a, and now we're going to go over here. So yeah. we've got to just like. <laughs> totally. Recalibrate. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, I remember. I can't remember what show it was, but you're like, uh, now we're going to play our jazz odyssey track <laughs> and i'm just like oh my god like yeah sure yeah yeah absolutely gotta well, do the jazz odyssey yeah well, that would be well, skyline yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, well it's also even we play siren i always just make a joke and i was like all right we're about to uh just like don't hate us but we're about to go all grateful dead on you oh yeah so for just sure. like jam, jam out song for yeah. so long. I was like, be prepared. You might be here for the next 15 to 20 minutes for this one. <laughs> totally. Or yeah. TBD. six. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, totally. Just depends on uh, Just what we're vibing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Oh, that's funny that you... It's... You know, I say things on stage and I don't even know what I say. And it's funny when someone can repeat back. I'll be wall tuning a guitar, like just not even paying attention to anything. <laughs> and I was like, words. we're going to play the jazz odyssey now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what am I talking about? <laughs> Turns out it lives on in somebody else's brain forever. <laughs> that's so funny. And that's also a spinal tap reference. Yeah. <laughs> Great. This is a great wine, actually. I really like yeah, this. Yeah, I like that it comes in a one liter bottle. That's like uh, that's like a throwback to the old school uh, yeah. Chilean vibes. And we also uh, just don't get enough one liters. Yeah, exactly. Like you want more nice. wine than seven or fifty. Yeah, Let's be it's real. like you always need that extra glass, and this bottle literally just comes with that extra glass. Very that's what it should be. So, yeah, <laughs> not messing around. So that's actually traditional for Chilean wine. For this style of wine, yeah. Oh, okay. For, for pepenos, um, pepenos are, are usually bottled in one liter bottles. So. Why? Uh, I don't know. Just history, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, it's just um, there's certain parts of the world that just historically bottled in one liter bottles. Um, we have a friend in the Czech Republic who makes some wine, and he bottles in like the old school like communist one liter bottles because he's like, this is a hilarious throwback from right. like the, it was the same like. I guess the communists just made the exact same bottle for everything. So you yeah. bought your like milk in the same bottle as you bought your juice in the same bottle as you bought your wine. It's like all this weird kind of like bullet shaped, like green glass bottle. And he's like, any liquid that you could purchase came in this bottle. And he's like, you just go to the gas station and just be like a lineup of these bottles. <laughs> and so, awesome. yeah, he got okay. like a, a version of that made apparently. That's so, awesome. So at least that's the story the that I've heard. Anyway. So oh, yeah, cool. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely. Yeah, it's great, eh? It's it's very dangerous. It's easy to drink uh, an exorbitant amount of this wine. But. So you said it was like, it, was, it, like, it tricks you, like, it, it's one of those wines that tricks you to think it's a little bit carbonated, but then you use the word prickly, and I was like, that's, totally. that's the word. So the yeah. reason I was like, spun out, because I was like, that, uh, that song's a little bit prickly, a little bit. <laughs> 
that's fair. That's fair. So that's why I went there because yeah. I just went with the word prickly and I was like, there's a prickly song. It'll be that one. Yeah. <laughs> or it's, different. Yeah. It's always interesting getting other people's interpretations of it because, again, it's one of those things that's so uh, subjective. It's obviously everybody experiences music differently. Everybody experiences taste mm-hmm. differently. Like if you've never tasted a strawberry in your entire life, you would never describe this wine as tasting like strawberries. It's like, yeah. it's purely based on your own sort of sense memory. Would you say um, it tastes like strawberries too? Uh, or were you just I, saying that as like, I was a, just saying that okay. as like an example? <laughs> I was like, yeah. like, I do not get yeah, strawberries. Yeah, I do not get like <laughs> strawberries specifically. Yeah, not so much. More like cherry vibes. It's, uh, yeah. 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 What are you getting? I would love to hear your tasting note. I feel like that's... Uh, um, well, it's a bit prickly off the top. <laughs> <laughs> it smells great. Sometimes I have... Um, when I so I worked in the restaurant industry for years, and we'd have like uh, like sommeliers come in and talk about the wine, we do the totally. tastings, the pairings, and stuff. And I was always like, I don't know, just all I can taste is alcohol. All I can smell is alcohol. And she's like, Oh, you're just you know. But I'm like, once I start drinking it, I can like taste things. But she's totally. like, first sip, right off the top, I was like, booze. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and I was like, I don't, I'm like, does that mean I don't have it? She's like, I think you just might be really sensitive to the flavor of alcohol. And I'm like, totally. That's I was like, valid. Well, I drink alcohol. I've been drinking alcohol since I, it's been allowed. Well, maybe even before that. But um, I'm like, it's still delicious. But it's like all the subtle nuances. It's like for me, it's like, has to, I have to like sip it. Yeah. It the takes first practice drink of too. everything. And so I was like, whoa. But yeah. this actually, maybe because I had the, those beautiful white wines that you, have this was like first sip I was like quite impressed not didn't taste alcohol (laughs) yeah sneaky like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's um a bit peppery peppery is a good word yeah absolutely (laughs) uh prickly is the main thing it's just like it just like kind of coats your tongue and it kind of just feels like it's like simmering Mm. On a, a rolling boil on the top of your nice. tongue. <laughs> wow, I love that. <laughs> and it, I, I uh, love the metaphors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say it actually, ha- it very much, um, it was kind of the same tongue experience <laughs> as the white rabbit. Because mm. like Totally. They yeah. do have a similar feel to them, I'd say. Because yeah. it just sort of, right in the middle, and it kind of yeah. just stays there. And it, it kind of, because I guess it's dry. It's yep. kind of a drier... Not, you're not supposed to say dry and sweet anymore, are you? Uh, you can. Dry, <laughs> dry just means that it has no sugar to it. So, right. um, yeah. Well, it's dry. So, yeah, all three of these are have like zero grams per liter of sugar. So they're, they're all technically that. dry. Um, but yeah, it also has that like mouth drying effect, which is tannin. Um, tannin's like the same tannin. thing as like in tea or in coffee in some cases. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you can even have tannins in your wine, like yep. the chunks. Yeah, yeah, with older wines, like <laughs> yeah. tannins can definitely, yeah, they're like long chains of, uh, of molecules. They sometimes get too heavy yeah. and fall out. So and you get so that, is that the bottom? stuff floating around. I'm sure there's stuff floating around in these bottles. All of our wines are unfined and unfiltered, so there's there's usually a little little critter in there or something like that. So uh, Oh, fun, yeah. 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 I, used to, I, I was an assistant brewer for a while, so I have like... Oh, cool. Where, I, where at? Highline <laughs> Brewing. Uh, um, is that why there's a dash on the list? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was going to ask about that earlier, and then I t- totally <laughs> slipped my mind. Uh, I drank that the other day for the first time. What did you like, think? It's delicious. It's really it tasty. Awesome. It's oh, yeah. refreshing, hey? Yeah. Well, so Dad loves cucumbers, and mm. he's always like, there was this one 
one beer, we found it, and we couldn't find any. Like, you'd see, like, cucumber ales. And, like, a lot of times people do cucumber ales, and they just put syrup in it and stuff. Totally. And yeah. it, it totally makes sense because it's, yeah. like, it spoils, yada, yada. But there's just this one beer we had that was, a, like, a summer farm cucumber ale. And we're like, but they stopped making it. Never could find it anywhere else. Yeah. And then I was working there, and I was just, like, Let's JJ, the this. owner and brewer. I was yeah. Like, so Josh really wants us to make a cucumber ale. Can we do it? <laughs> now it's been like, it's like an, a, a mainstay. It's not been yeah. off the menu. It was only going to be a summer thing. And then people are like, when are you bringing back the cucumber? I'm like, just in the summer. And now it's on all year round. Because yeah. just people like to drink it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, real tasty. G- genius flavor combo. Like, <laughs> it's great. Everyone, some people are grossed out by the idea. But I was like, no, it's pretty good. Yeah. I used to also, when I was there, I mean, maybe it would be like, Absolute, absolutely blasphemous for uh, beer drinker, like special beer drinkers. But I, I love making beer punch. So, mm. so I would <laughs> combine, like, we'd have all our, like, beer menus. So I'd just, like, mix beers and oh different, like, <laughs> and, like, try to make different things. So, like, totally, like swamp water, but, like, for, for totally beers. Totally, swamp water yeah. for beers. So, um, I, like, and some things would, like, get names to them. So there was, like, disco juice. And then if you were in the know, if you were a customer there, and they'd be like, I'll get a disco juice. And then I was like, and I'd be so flattered. I was like, you heard about my disco juice? (laughs) (laughs) I did one that I really loved. It was called, um, what did I call it? The, uh, what's that Beach Boy songs? Uh, Oh, the Kokomo. (laughs) Because it was like a mango double IP, yeah, a mango double IPA. Wabi Sabi Yuzu Fruit Sour. Oh, my God. And oh, what was the last thing? Oh, I think I just topped it with a regular lager or something. But it yeah. ended up tasting... Oh, there was, like, guava in the... that. It was just, like, a short-run IPA. It was, like, guava yeah. and mango. And it tasted like the beach. Like, yeah. it was, like... It was juice. <laughs> so everyone discovered the, like... The, the 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 combo. And then it just, totally. like... And then the keg wouldn't... Some kegs would just... It just... We blew out of it because I would like... Beer punch, beer punch. And I was yeah. like, we're not stops here. We'll mix Cosmo. our beers. Love it. I yeah. That's great. Beer punch is fun. Try it. Yeah, yeah screw it. That's, it's a sunny day. Everybody should be uh, down at Highline just right now. Just be like, go, yeah, just go ask to mix beers together. Yeah. Another, this wasn't my invention, but if you are at Highline, <laughs> it's a really good one. They have a thing called Club Mate, which is mm-hmm. like when we were making it now, it's um, with, um, oh my God, why am I blanking? Who does the, just what's the distillery? I don't know. Well, I feel bad now. Confluence, maybe. Confluence, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Confluence. I was like, so if I was gonna guess, that it, would be the one. Confluence. Confluence. So now it's like a a collab project. So Confluence actually does put like hard like vodka, like vodka in it, basically. Yeah. But when I was at Highline, we would actually we were fermenting the tea. Mm. So it was a very cool. weird, volatile thing, though. It never... Yeah. It was never like... Never tasted the same. Never tasted the same. And also, sometimes it'd be, you know, it'd be attenuated in, like, four weeks. Yeah. Sometimes three months. Sometimes, like, we Perfect. just, you know, you just didn't, like, yeah. you had no way of, like... It was always kind of... It was always delicious. I always enjoyed it. But what we would do... And it's still good now with, like, drinking it, like, with the... As the collab now with yeah. uh, Confluence. But if you mix their high PA, which is their double IPA, that's like 9%. Yeah. And then so half that and half Club Mate, and we call it a (laughs) high tea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. 
So you get a little caffeine boost, and yeah. then you got the nine percent alcohol, and you're just like, Boop. oh my goodness! <laughs> you're ready to go that. out for the night. <laughs> That's like, uh, yeah, it's like vodka Red Bulls, but like uh, the sophisticated, the sophisticated version. vodka yeah, totally. Red Bull, the high tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Punk rockers with jobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's like all of us in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. Punk rockers with jobs. It's so funny how many people I run into from like the punk rock scene like way back in the day mm-hmm. who now are all like accountants or like mm-hmm. work in wine. Like so many of them work in wine and it's, mm. it's like it's really funny. Uh, yeah. It's uh, like our, our good friend Al um at metro vino he was in rum runner like back in the day oh sh- uh okay. and i was like that was also a crazy one for me when i walked in there and i was like wait you're al from rum runner and <laughs> you're selling me wine <laughs> i'm so, so confused right now <laughs> oh my goodness that's awesome though <laughs> just all these anti-establishment songs yeah. and then now we're all just uh, <laughs> a bunch of assholes drinking wine <laughs> so uh so way to do it <laughs> yeah absolutely what got you into wine uh it, it all kind of happened serendipitously. Like, I didn't really drink. Um, I was kind of, like, I turned 18 way after all my friends did. Like, I was still 16 when all my friends were 18. Right, right. Uh, and so they were all drinking. And, like, it was pretty annoying for me. I was mm-hmm. like, you guys are all assholes. Like, yeah. when you're wasted and I'm sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, especially as 18-year-olds. Like, yeah. we're not good people when we're 18 no. and wasted. No. Nope. It's just the way it is. <laughs> Anyways, <the> <laughs> I, I was just like, cool, it's alcohol that's making my friends really annoying. I'm yeah. not going to drink. And then so I didn't drink for a long period of time or I'd like have a beer here and there. Yeah. Vibe. And then I went to Spain. And while in Spain, if you order a sandwich, it just comes with a glass of wine. Right. And I was like, okay, I don't want to be rude or anything. So I'm going to drink this glass of wine. And um, I got back. I was just couch surfing. And so I got mm-hmm. back to the guy's place that I was couch surfing at. I was like, why do people keep giving me glasses of wine? Like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and uh, he's like, it's just part of our culture. Like, it's yeah. just like you need wine. And, like, it's like a social thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean it's a social thing? Like, it's for getting you drunk. He's like, it's not for getting you drunk. It's like this thing that we, like, have together. And yeah. it's like it shows off different regions. He's like, the wine from my hometown is, like, the best wine in Spain. And then, like, you hear his friend, like, from the kitchen be like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> Old, the, be- the best wine in Spain is from my hometown. And then they started getting into this argument. I was like, this right. is endlessly fascinating. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just like literally started researching it uh, before I had even really drank anything. Yeah. And so I was reading this book on wine and I'd go and buy a bottle that I was reading about yeah. and just geek out. And then I realized that it was this kind of like perfect intersection of um, like art and farming and chemistry and microbiology and history yeah. and it all it was like everything that I was interested in all in one place and it was surprisingly accessible because most people don't think it's accessible yeah it's like pretty easy to get into wine as as a like as somebody who wants to to work with it essentially right and so yeah six months after that first glass of wine I like quit my job and was working at a, at a wine shop so oh wow uh, yeah it all happened like really quick just like so, a minute. Yeah. Like, I like yeah. it. That was that's, my uh, my introduction to that's it. That's a so. very nice romantic story about totally. wine. It's like, yeah. you know, just being like, oh, some stupid bros just crushing PBRs. Ugh. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> in Spain, you're like, we have culture and like, we just sit and enjoy our lunches and have a glass of wine. It's no big deal. Totally. <laughs> but again, it's so much too has like the attitude towards like, yeah. and like, I mean, food and drinking or anything. It's like, you know, it's just like, I, I, I love going to Europe and I'll, you know, anytime it's just always just like, what? Yeah. It's lovely. But then, you know, there was like Canada. Wow. 
so much space. So much yeah. room. It must be so great to live there. And there's I'm like, trade-offs. I was like, yeah, yeah there are definitely trade-offs, but it's like, there's just something, there's just a feeling you can't beat when you're there. And it's yeah. like, you makes you, it makes me like long for it. And every time I go, I'm always like, totally. I'm, oh my God, I want this life. <laughs> it's funny because like all the, the freedom that like people think exist in, in Canada and the US, mm-hmm. despite there being like, more government involvement in mm-hmm. Europe in in the sense of like literally socialism. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot more actual freedoms in your day-to-day life in in places like France where you're just like, yeah, I can drink a beer on the street. Like it's it's my God-given right to drink a beer on the street. I know, like, but the first time I went like, to France, I yeah. was like, I was like, oh, we were like having beers at someone's apartment. And they're like, okay, let's just go to let's go to the metro and let's go to the bar. And yeah. I was like, well, we should fit. And they're like, no, let's go. And I was like, and of course, I'm just like walking street, like, like hi- siding hi- in my sleeve, like classic, <laughs> like you know. At this point, I think I was, yeah, I was yeah. 20 or 21. It was the first time I was 21, and I'm like hiding my drinks, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm yeah. like, "I don't know. It's just a tick. <laughs> like, totally, I'm gonna get in trouble." <laughs> yeah, like I remember going to Japan, like grabbing a beer from a vending machine while I was walking down the street. I was like, "This is cool. Like, like I can is- get behind this." Well, I mean, I've had this. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I mean, again, I think it is. Uh, it is just something maybe it's just outside of a realm we'll never be able to understand fully, but it's like when we're talking about like binge drinking culture and things being like, you know, like the, you waste all your friends and stuff, which is, you know, you're 18 that happens. It's kind of, we're like, that's just how it goes. You turn 18 and you're just kind of a jerk for a couple of years and you figure things (laughs) out and then you get better. (laughs) Totally. Um, but then there's like, you know, when you go to these other places, but I think I've always had the conversation where I think because if it's less like, because there's less restraint, it becomes less like the the intensity of like needing it and wanting it. Like the, just For to sure. go so hard yeah. on something instead of you can just periodically enjoy a glass of wine and like go, yeah. you know, sit for lunch and have a coffee and a glass of wine. And you're like, Absolutely. all right, got to go back to work in two hours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, that's really, but I'm like, I'm sure, but you know, but then in England, they've like gone all different ways. Or like, yeah. we're gonna let bars be open twenty four hours because we don't want to have binge drinking. And yeah. then I was like, <laughs> you're like, I don't know if that worked necessarily. <laughs> I yeah. think you guys might have might have missed the mark on that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't have to be open twenty four hours. But again, it's like, I mean, being in the UK, it's very much I like the UK in so many ways. Is, feels like being Canada, but there are yeah. just like less restrictive rules about like For you sure. can drink on the street and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, it's, I still think there's still that kind of like the, the, the intensity that we have here in like Canada yeah. and North America. I mean, the States is kind of easy going. Like when I went to New Orleans, I like went into the hotel. It's like, okay. I'm like in the French Quarter, and I was only there for like 35 hours. So I was like, I'm just going out. I'm yeah. just gonna do it. I don't know where I'm going. I know this is a dangerous city, but I'm gonna see it. Yeah. <laughs> then, um, so I like walked to the bar right across the street from the hotel, walking. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna start with a pint of beer. And I was like, whatever your local beer is. And then yeah. he's like, yeah. Uh, do you want that to stare to go? And that would be like some bad <laughs> joke I would make as a bartender totally. here. And I was like, <laughs> He's like, no, really. Do you want it in a plastic cup or are you going to stay? Do you want it in a glass? And I was like, you can take it outside? <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, to go, obviously. So yeah, I'm like, like walking out and then I'm like, just cruise around. And then I end up on Bourbon Street. Lo and behold, I was like, ha, ah, this is the ridiculous party street that everyone's yeah. always speaking of. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's ridiculous. But I'm just like, you know, and like, I'm having a beer. 
course, I'm in the States. You could smoke everywhere. I yeah. got smoke. So I was smoking, drinking a beer, and I'm, like, standing outside this club, and these guys are like, come in, lady, come in. And then I hear, like, you know, a, like a, a blues band playing. And I was like, hold on, sir. And I'm, like, holding this pint of beer and yeah. this lit cigarette. And I'm like, ah, and I was like, I'll come in. And they're like, bring it in. Yeah. So you, like, walk in, oh and you're, like, God. smoking and drinking another bar's beer, and you have a lit cigarette, and you're like, what land am I in right now? Totally. And you literally just, like... All people do is just go to bars, watch a band, tip them, refill their beers, and then walk to the next one. Yeah. Like, you never, ever stop. You can just keep walking around and never, like, actually being, like, drinking one, like, the same establishment's beer in the same place. Like, they have kind of this thing. so wild. It was so weird. I was just like, what? And I'm like, just the Canadian rules. We're like, no, I can't. I got this. And they're like, what are you doing? Get your butt in here. We want your business. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the thing is that they just realize that like if everybody allows it, like mm-hmm. there's the exact same amount of drinking happening at every establishment. It's just like maybe the beer was purchased They're somewhere just else. Filtering, yeah, right? exactly. Like, like everybody. And then if you just decide to stay, you like the music because I think that's a lot of things. Yeah. Like, there's so much music happening, mm. and it is so like that. Like that zone tune is very touristy, right? So they yeah, have sure. like they, they it functions. But I mean, I, we went after like little less like hot spots for tourists, which I enjoyed greatly and it's actually very beautiful there but yeah um yeah it's like same deal though it's like you just stare to go a little less like people aren't drinking out of like tall like glow stick <laughs> cups or anything sure. but you yeah. go like kind of off the beaten path you find these like cool like yeah blues and jazz clubs yeah and, like it's like where am i but yeah it's so strange but again it's just a weird attitude <laughs> what, what have been some of your favorite places to tour in uh, have you toured much like internationally or yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What have been kind of like the, the best vibes? I mean, I love, I mean, Europe is amazing, but mm-hmm. I really like touring the UK. Mm. Um, I, like, Europe has like a very, like they're, it's fantastic. They're the attitude towards touring bands is so different than anywhere else in the world. Mm. Uh, the UK people say it's like a step down from Europe, but I yeah. personally really like it just because it's like uh, everything's so close together. Yeah, <laughs> you literally can like totally. It's the size, like, it's like less than like, the size of a province. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know we drive like ten hours to get to the next gig yeah. every day here. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I drove two hours, and they're like, oh my god, that was such a long drive. You must be exhausted, and you're like, no, that's like driving from one end to the other end of like. The city. (laughs) What are you talking about? But um, no, but everyone, I'd say Europe and the UK are just, they're very extremely, extremely accommodating, really beautiful, beautiful places to play. And the venues, like especially in Europe, I'd say we're touring, the venues there are just like, because the thing is a lot of the countries, like not all of them, but most of them are all have arts funding that go towards, so they have these established really mm. old music venues and these theaters, yeah. and they have, like, these crews that are, like, you know, it's not just your sound guy, and then they flick on a, some lights and on their iPad, like, and, I mean, that's no slight to that, but I'm just saying, it's, like, yeah. they have full-on, like, lighting tax, they have, like, sure. monitor people, like, every, there's just so many people working the event, people working yeah. the merch table, and, like, you, and I'm, like, how, I mean, I know it's a show, but I was, like, 
this isn't like how do they make money doing like yeah. they have so much staff and like everyone's really excited and stoked on their job totally and it's all from it's from arts funding so they get easy they get grants and funding from the government and they saw these shows and still sell the tickets but then they could have they can maintain these like really beautiful spaces yeah and they always have accommodation there's always like you do your soundtrack every every place we went to play in Europe um you always have these sit down dinners like they'd order in like Hmm. curry or something and then you just always sit down at like a community table or would like you'd eat with the sound guys and like everything and just everyone just sits and eats and then going on with the show <laughs> oh my goodness sounds yeah. so uh sounds so civilized so yeah. civilized <laughs> and there's always a comedy like they venues would always usually have like their lofts and accommodations like you yeah. know set up like there was never nothing was really left to like you really they really just take care of people they yeah. like their artists and stuff out there and we don't have that here and i mean i would say the uk doesn't do that either because that's why people say the uk <laughs> so. is a step yeah. down but i mean i just i really like especially in the uk what i really like about it is the fact just the people just the audiences are great like yeah. it's just the really good audiences like, totally they're really into it they really listen they're like a lot of energy <laughs> and nice. it's like and you could just go from town to town and it's always kind of like Different vibe, but you're like, everyone's just stoked, you know? They're, yeah. like, happy to, hilarious, <laughs> so many funny stories. But it's here, I find, because you go to these, everything's so spread apart. And, like, you know, yeah, the sense of uh, just when you do all that driving and just kind of go from town to town, it gives you kind of a weird perspective. Of yeah, it can kind of blur maybe a little. Definitely yeah. blurry. So you kind of look at things as, like, a whole. But, yeah, it's... Uh, that's cool. Iceland's cool yeah. too. I've been to Iceland. Dang. I've played, played there a couple times. What? <laughs> Holy crap, that's yeah. cool. Iceland's very cool. <laughs> yeah, what's your, uh, I don't know if you get like uh, like artist Spotify reporting, but mm-hmm. like where is your, where's your biggest uh, outside of Canada slash US like uh, fan base? UK. Yeah, UK. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's also yeah. why it's nice, yeah. I guess. I would like, actually, it's Canada, UK, and the US. Oh, the, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I do better. I think wow. my music does better overseas, actually, than the yeah. US. Nobody knows who I am in yeah. the US. <laughs> We're starting to see that a lot more. Like, I again, other friends who are, are in bands and they're just like touring all the time in Europe. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just crazy. They're like, yeah, we can go over there for like two months. And just have back to back to back shows in, yep. you know, Berlin and like just traveling through all of Germany and like that's what every I'm, night sold out. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm focusing on trying to do now because, like, I even sort of figured it was just when I released this record last year, we we did a UK tour. Yeah. Kind of hopped over there, did some festivals, and then just, mm. just a short kind of tour run in between. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the amount of logistics it took to get over here, but yeah. ultimately, it is the same or actually maybe more economical to go to the UK to tour than yeah. it is to tour Canada. I believe it. I 100% <laughs> believe it. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of a bummer. It's kind of a sad thing. I, yeah. think, I mean, I think we have to turn that around for this country. But yeah, it is like, I mean, I've toured across. I've been from coast to coast. I've toured. It's just yeah. it's a long way to go. And there's like a lot of middle territory. Yeah. Where you're playing to five people in a small town, yeah. but you're trying to pay for your gas. You know, yeah. it's like, it's just not, it's just not economical to do it yeah. here. So it's hard. <laughs> so it's very like when you go over to Europe and stuff. And I mean, yeah. people love touring the States, but it's so expensive to get a visa to tour mm. the States. So if that. you're not like a 
high level band who's like yeah. it's chump change, but most bands like even mid to low, like it's yeah. quite pricey to get a visa. So it's yeah. like when you do, at least they have such a large pot, like the population is so dense that there's just so many cities that you can hit up. So you're not having For to sure. drive these long stretches just to yeah. get to the next one. So it makes more sense to tour the States as well. But yeah. you have to make. Yeah, it's always like, like, is it worth the visa? Is it worth this? And then it's like, do you, is it the crowd you want? Like, I definitely am like, wow, the UK likes my music. So I'm just going to yeah. keep going back. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I remember cool. watching a, a video fairly recently from Adam Neely. He's like this uh, kind of jazz musician, but he also does a lot of video blogs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he was just talking about like the economics of, of touring and like broke it down for everybody. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all these comments about like sleep in the van, like that's like was like the quote of the entire thing. It's just being yeah. like, you're a musician, just sleep in the van. You're like, why do musicians not deserve to, to <laughs> sleep in a, their own bed? Yeah. Like why, why do you have to bunk with like four other people in order yeah. for them to to live the lifestyle making music? Like, yeah, sure, it's fun, but like I don't know. There are a lot of jobs that people enjoy doing that, like, they shouldn't have to suffer. Uh, well, yeah, honestly, it's, too, uh, it's like you can do, you know, I did that when I'm in my 20s. It's like, mm-hmm. slept in the van. Yep. I slept on many dirty, weird floors and disgusting sure. houses. And I've, like, just been crawling out of my skin in some of the places I've been. Um, and, you know, it's like you're in your 20s and you you have the stamina and you can do it. But the thing yeah. is, there is it, there is just no... you there's no longevity in it because it does burn you out nonetheless. So even in your twenties, it burns you out. So being my thirties now, when I I have like very like, and I was like, if we have to cut the tour short and this is maxing our budget, but it's like, we all need beds. We need like proper showers. I'm not going to sleep on people's floors anymore. And it's like, if I'm establishing these boundaries and limitations, Mm -hmm. which might, you know, maybe I'll make less, we'll make less less money at the other day or any money. Like that's the thing too. It's like, the goal for so long is to break even. And then you're like, it's for not sure. about just breaking even. Yeah. Now we want to make money on tour. Yeah, so like, it's I, like I you're trying like to always, to yeah, you yeah. want it to evolve. So, but yeah, I mean, there's no way like, you know, because again, all my musician pals and my band and stuff, we've all done it since we were young. And then yeah. there's just a point where I was like, no way. Like <laughs> yeah. you have your, you have your break. heyday in your twenties yeah. and it's like, I couldn't, oh my, I couldn't convince anyone to do a tour like that with me. And I wouldn't, yeah. I couldn't do it myself, but it's just like, and yeah, so I feel like sleep in the van. It's like, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> you just try that. Yeah, you, you try, try doing that for six weeks, six yeah. weeks straight, <laughs> never being Not home, happening. never going home and being the same cooped up car with the same four people <laughs> every yeah. day. Doesn't sound like people leaving their bananas and sandwiches under your seats. <laughs> just stinks. Uh, and it was just stinks like a rotten refrigerator. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yeah. Touring isn't very glamorous, but it is cool. You do get to see the world very briefly. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, before we wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, we're still <laughs> we're still recording. We're not I'm just hanging out. We're having a conversation. Uh, okay. We are just having a conversation. <laughs> Um, but so we'll probably release this in like the next like week or two, uh, further in the future than that, where should people go to, uh, see your music? Uh, is, is there anything like exciting coming up? Are you playing Folk Fest this year or, uh? I'm going to be playing Folk Fest with somebody this year, but not under Ooh. my own name. It's fair. 
Um, actually, I could say it because it's known. So I'm going to be playing bass with T Fanny at Folk Fest. Mm, there. Nice. Check out T Fanny. She's awesome. She's yeah. literally going to be, she's a rising hip hop star. She's amazing. Um, <laughs> but I will be playing, also not announced yet, but <laughs> I will be playing Sled Island. <laughs> Sweet. Which is the next for sure thing. Yep. Um, something I've been putting a lot of my energy into is I've started a concert series. At Highline Brewing, back mm. to Highline Brewing. Um, yeah. But I do a concert series. I've been just calling them Solo Sundays. And the idea was to, I mean, it's started as local musicians, but I have one coming up on May 7th. That's uh, someone from Montreal is going to be on the bill um, and so forth, like as I've been programming it throughout the year so far. But uh, it's basically just trying to take uh, songwriters who generally play with bands or like in groups or however, yeah. is to take them out of that element and to do. Just put them down there and just do totally. do some songs by themselves. So it's intimidating. All the musicians are intimidated by it, but they're doing it, which is cool. Yeah. And they've actually turned out to be, thus far, it's very magical. They're cool. so nice. Everyone, just a very focused event. Everyone sits, listens. I, like, turn off the lights, put lamps on. It's very moody. I've been Ooh. recording them and, like... Been properly recording each one of them because at the end of the thing, I kind of wanted. I, I'm looking into making like a compilation cool. of all these different artists. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do that all the way till February. But if you, holy. if you, sweet, yeah, so holy years solid. I'm going to do these yeah. solo Sundays, and then I'm going to call it at that point because I it just it was just That'll like an experiment, and also just wanting to get the content, and then also just trying to offer a place for people because you know you can. You know, playing a band, you need that sort of riffraff and bravado to like capture an audience attention, unfortunately. Yeah. When you want to play solo, it's you generally, or if you're asked to play solo sets, you generally are playing in a corner or people aren't paying attention or yeah. people are chatting. For sure. And it can be, it's hard. It's, it's hard to do. Yeah. And you kind of just shut it off and you play and you do your job and it's not a big deal. But it's nice because there's so much, so much love and care that goes in the craft of one single song. Like every yeah. single song you've ever heard, there's just like that's, there's so much intention behind it, you know? And so I wanted to uh, try and like n- nurture a night where people, the artists and the audience feel comfortable and everyone's on the same page and invested totally. in this listening experience and just to kind of hear it. For bare bones for what it is. Yeah. Um, active listening. Yeah, active yeah. <laughs> listening. So, and yeah, and it's just like, and it makes it less, I mean, I, I did the first one just to kind of get things kicked off and I was like, oh my God, I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> but I was like, this is good it's because everyone's listening, but I'm like, huh, and I haven't played by myself in so long. So I was yeah. like, you know, I was putting my money where my mouth was because totally. I'm like also making my other friends do this series as yeah. well. But Everyone's stoked, and it's been really nice. So if you do at any point, there's going to be they're beginning going on throughout the year. But come to my Sweet. my concert series, absolutely <laughs> solo awesome. Sundays, solo Sundays, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, we'll probably wrap it up there because we've cool. been ranting forever. Yeah, lots of uh, editing for you to do. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> so this is all going on. That no. Is, that is the extent of how we do this. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. That was so nice finally sitting down and chatting with you. Again, I feel like I've been a, a fan for so long and yeah. we've been in like literally the same room probably like a hundred times. And I know, uh, you yeah. I seem really, really familiar to me. I think yeah. we've like, like, 
we've, uh, we've definitely hung out. We've yeah, definitely... I'm. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember exactly when, but yeah, for sure, it's at some point for sure. We'll figure it out. Uh, cool, but yeah, if anybody needs to contact me about any of these wines, um, you can reach me at Eric E R I K at juiceimports.com. You can check out our website www.juiceimports.com. Uh, I don't know. Check us out on Instagram. I don't know what else you're supposed to do on, on you know, the tail end of the, one of these podcasts, but I feel like that's uh, it's all the information I need to give you. How we finished uh, a bottle of wine at this point. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. We're feeling good. It's a Saturday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, the wines were amazing. Highly yeah. recommend. Cool. Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll talk with y'all uh, next time. <laughs>